Yes, new series Sunday. Today we are kicking off a brand new series entitled Yes. Yes. Someone say yes. Yes. Let's get the blood flowing. Hey, let's put our hands together for our online family, everybody. Let's celebrate everyone online with us. Thank you all for being there and joining us. And we certainly pray that you're healthy and you are safe. And we're glad that you're joining us today. We have an online team there. Anything that you need, let us know. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, at any point that you want to connect in and with the church, our online team is going to help walk you through all of that. So welcome to Highlight Online. We're so glad you're there. Here in Maryland, it's 9.30 a.m. So um, if you're in California, kudos to you. We're going to give you some cool points. You're up early, and you're on it. You're on it. And so uh, we're, just, we're just glad you're here. And so, um, you know, every year we enter a season of, of trust, vision, and generosity. Every year in December, we enter into this season. And uh, we, we cap it off with an act of faith, an act of faith. What we've done now for three years is we bring an end-of-the-year offering. And an offering is above and beyond your normal giving. So if you tithe or if you give a tenth, an offering is above and beyond that normal giving. And we've done it for, for three years. It's been exciting. It, you know, it's been a time to, to, to thank God for all he's done in our lives. Uh, even though things have not been perfect, God has still been faithful. He's been good. And uh, we, we praise him for that. Um, for a lot of people, it's been a real good year, surprisingly. Um, I've talked to a handful of people throughout the year, and they're like, yeah, we, you know, we know there's COVID out there, but we, we've, we've been doing well. And so not, for, not everyone, not everyone has been, has been um, down. And so it's a time of the year that we come together. We believe in him for what he's going to do as well. And so when, when we come together on December 13th, that's Offering Sunday, um, I want you to pray over the next two to three weeks of, for a word. Uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to lay something on your heart. Um, it could be faith. It could be discipline. It could be healing for 2021. But I want you to be praying over the next three weeks. God, what are you calling me to focus on um, for, for, for next year? And so um, for us, for our family, that word was more. That word was more. Uh, such a general, a general term, um, and I, I didn't know how to fabricate it, or I didn't know what that meant, but, man, for our family, it, it's been more growth and, and, and more, more wisdom. It, it's, it's, been, it's been more strength, and um, so it's just, it's just been a beautiful year. And so how many of you know that we often say yes, here it is, to the people and things that we value the most? We often say yes to the people and the things that we value the most. And, uh, and, and the value that we place on something or someone is expressed through what we give. So it could be that we give our time. We give our time. Uh, when I was in elementary, uh, it was uh, going outside and playing with my dog and playing basketball gave a lot of my time to that. I would even skip out on homework to go outside and give my time to that stuff. Uh, thanks, Chris. Glad you're laughing. I can't see y'all's faces, so it's very, it can be depressing up here sometimes. Um, and so, uh, 
Then in middle school, it was video games, video games, skip out on homework and do my video games. It's because I value video games. Um, high school, it was the same thing, video games. College, first year before Jesus, it was still video games. And then gave my life to Christ, got my, got my life right. But oftentimes, what we give our time to, what we give our affection to, what we give our money to, that, that's a sign of what we value. And so Jesus said, your heart will be where your treasure is. I can tell what you value based upon your bank, your bank statement. Um, I, I can tell. For, for us, it's, it's, it's eating out. <laughs> we really need to get that down pack, right? Like, obviously, I value eating out a lot. And so your bank statement will tell me what you, what you value a lot. But, you know, for three years as a church, three Decembers, we're four years old, but, you know, it's a little bit too soon. You know, you're two months in, and it's like, hey, we're a new church. We're taking an offering, you know, and, and, and two months old. It's like, oh, I don't know about this. So we gave it a year, so it's been three Decembers. And so for three years, we've said yes to the Lord every December. And so in 2017, I don't know if y'all, how many OGs I got in here? OGs, you was there 2017, December. Okay. Okay, okay, we got a few OGs. That was the gift of generosity offering. Come on now, come on. We, we, we came a long way. They don't even understand, y'all. And that's why I can't tell what's on their faces, because they just, oh, God, another offering money talk. Didn't we have one of these three weeks ago? Kingdom economics. Yeah, we did. Yes, and we're coming back three weeks straight, you know. Because, come on, put your hands together. We ain't going to be... I love that face Trump makes sometimes. It's, it's so funny, bro. It's like, <laughs> all the memes, he's like, I don't care what you're like. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're gonna, this is the thing. We're going to bring to Jesus before we bring to Santa. And so that's, that's just what we do as a church. So in 2017, during the gift of generosity offering, you brought 13,000. I want you to hold your applause because I really want you to see how, how you've said yes, $13,065.88. And then in 2018, during the maximum capacity, how many of you were here for maximum capacity? Come on now, max cap. That was a powerful series. And so we brought $27,292.62 on just something, one, one week, one offering. And then how about Greater House last year? Wow. How many of you were here last year? Yeah, man. We, um, so this is, the, this is how we set it up. We brought our offering first. I'm, I'm going to be real, real this Sunday, right? Because I didn't preach last week. I'm fresh. I'm feeling good like I should. One of my favorite songs. And so I set y'all up. See, we took the offering first last year. And then I told y'all we were going to get the new building. So y'all didn't think something, you know what I mean? Because y'all be thinking stuff. Lord, I prayed for self-control before I came out. Okay, all right. Now I ain't paying for that building with this offering. No, it's already paid for. Go ahead, sit down somewhere. If you don't trust this church, give out another church. All right, I'm getting into, I'm getting into week two. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. You gave before the announcement... $58,372.50. Wow. Man, just every year, 
your, your trust has grown and wow. And so um, we're, we're, I, think, I think we're postured for this year. And it's not about how much, how much you give. We talked about this in 2018. It's about maximizing your capacity. So you're, you're above and beyond on in two Sundays, maybe a hundred bucks, and that's okay. We, we've had we've had offerings through the roof, like, and we've we've had some that are lower. But it's all about where you are in your relationship with God, and 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 your your the value that you place on the Lord and in the church that He's building. And so today we're gonna read a text, and uh, join me in John chapter twelve. I got about. Uh, 20 minutes or so, try to get us out of here. John chapter 12, and we're going to take a journey with a young lady named Mary. Someone say Mary. 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 And it says this here, it says, six days before the Passover celebration, uh, the Passover was a time where uh, when the children of Israel wanted to leave Egypt, God told them to kill perfect lambs and to put the blood on the doorposts God sent the death angel because he was going to take the lives of the oldest, the firstborn sons. And so the death angel would pass by the home. That blood represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And I can't wait. We got a series next year on end times. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got we to get deeper next year. We got to. It's called white robes. Oof. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But, but the death angel saw that blood, and he passed over the home. That, that blood represented the blood of Christ, which if you've given your life to Jesus, you're under the blood of Christ. So when God sees you, he does not see your sin. He sees the blood of his son. And so they, they came together to celebrate that. And um, it says this here. just want to explain some of that context. It says here, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus. Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. That's going to be significant here in about five minutes. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Wow. Think about that. This man was dead at one point. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a good message. This man was dead at one point, and now he's at the table eating. This man was dead. A lot, a lot of us this year, we, we feel like some dreams have died. Um, some relationships have died. A lot of us feel like some potential has died. Some expectations have died. But um, Lazarus is proof that, that God is not, is not finished. And it says here, verse 3, Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume. Someone say Expensive. Made from essence of nard. I have no idea what that is. And Jesus anointed <laughs> and anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. Wow. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, uh-oh, everyone gets a little shaky when Judas shows up. <laughs> Judas has got a bad rap throughout the course of history. It's like, don't name your child Judas. I remember when we, we had Judah... And Grandma Mackie, she asked, what is his name, Judas? What is that? No, Grandma, name is Judah. Judah. Jud- Judas is not a bad name, so if, if your child's named Judas, God bless him. All right. What was it? Where was I at? 
that perfume was worth a year's wages, Judah said. Like, why so much money on a man's toe jams? He tripping. It's Jesus' toe jams. Some good toe jams. He's tripping, y'all. A whole year's wages. Why are you giving this man? You're not even giving it to him. You're rubbing it on his feet. Why so much money on his feet? All right, all right, here we go. Calm down. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. I love those people that come to church and say, like, you should give it to the poor. It's like, uh, we're doing stuff for the poor. You know what I mean? Come on, put your hands together. We, we're doing that. We're going to do that. Ooh. I'm going to wake y'all up 9 a.m. I'm going to wake y'all up. Man, I'm still in my intro. I'm in trouble. We got to go. It says this here. Y'all ready? Because the, the, the text is preaching itself. You see all this nonsense in here? It's good stuff, but Judah's bringing in the nonsense. Verse 6. I love this. Not that he cared for the poor. You know, it's typically the people that complain about what the church is doing with the money that ain't giving nothing. They got all the opinion. Oh, I don't, I don't got a friend in here. Is this good already? Put your hands together. Don't be afraid. Don't let the person next to you hold you down. It's typically the people that got the most opinions that ain't giving nothing. And I know I got hundreds of people online, so, you know, I'm just, I'm, we're, Jesus going after them too right now. Just a lot of Holy Spirit all up in your living room. Like, Pastor, I'm just trying to eat my breakfast, man. You... Uh, uh, come on man all right not that he cared for the poor here it is he was a thief and since he was in charge he was their accountant y'all he was the bookkeeper he often stole for himself why don't we just give it to the poor You see that? And we ought to look in the mirror and ask ourselves when it's like, why don't the church do this? What are we doing? It says this here, leave her alone, Jesus said. She did this in preparation for my burial. This shows us that Jesus loves extravagant offerings. You will always have the poor. So, all right, here it is. Watch this. Watch me. Because, and, and this is just a sad truth in a fallen, broken world. Be, because if Jesus said it, it it's true. Be, because the world is fallen, the world is broken because of sin. All this talk about eradicating global hunger and, and, and eliminating poverty will never happen. He said it. You will always have the poor. Because this is a broken world. So he's saying, yeah, give to the poor, but there's something greater, more eternal, that, that you really want to place most of your value in. That, that's actually more, more of a long-term solution than just feeding and clothing people in this dying world. Are we giving towards something that's going to get their souls to Jesus so that when they pass away, they're going to heaven where they're going to have everything? That's what he's saying. 
He's setting a precedent. You know what I'm saying? It's his words. I'm just trying to break it down a little bit more. You're going to always have the poor among you. He's saying, until I come back, but you will not always have me. All right? This this message is entitled, Yes, Lord. Someone say, Yes, Lord. So we want to posture our hearts. I, I really want you to lean in. Take the meat, leave the bones. Don't be mad at me. Just receive the words. I might get a little, you know. I'm excited about this series, this word. But Mary shows here, number one, that we ought to value, here it is, number one, value life. Value the gift of life. Now, back in these days, whenever you would go over someone's house to eat, you would, um, this, this might give my cameraman a, a heart attack, but maybe he can follow me. You would, you would go and you would eat, and this is how you would, you would be. You kind of eat to your side like that. And so the, the next person was down by your feet. And so because they wore sandals in Jesus' day, obviously the dirtiest part of their body was their feet. And so a servant, as they came into the household, would wash their feet, would clean their feet. And, and after that, they would put a dab of oil or perfume on it for smell and for decency. And so as Martha has prepared the food and, and Jesus has come over, Mary is the one who's doing the foot washing. And the Bible says that Mary brings this 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from nard. And Judas makes this observation that it's a year's wages. And so I was doing some research on Maryland's uh, minimum wage, and it's $10.10. And then I was doing some more math. If a person were to work a 40-hour week job and get paid 26 paychecks or so, by the end of the year, that person working minimum wage would make, and this is minimum, $19,392. By the end of the year, that would be on their W-2. 19000 almost $20,000, if we go with a minimum wage, that she is at least pouring on the feet of Jesus. Wow. $20,000. Lord, I'm bringing $20,000 on December 13th. That would have been Mary. That would have been Mary. She'd be ready for that yes offering. $20,000. But why? Why not buy a house? Why not go on a, a vacation? Why, why not invest into some property? Why not do, y'all could think, like, if you, if I were to say, write down three things that you could do 20, you would, you, right off the page, you could think of more than three things to do with $20,000. But someone say, context is king. Context is king. Context is king. Why, why, why is that person um, successful? Why is that, you know, why is this? Why is that? Why is that? Why is this good? Why is this great? Why does that happen for them and not for me? Why is this? Why is this? Why is that? Because there's always a context for, for why people do the things that they do. Rather good, bad, or indifferent, there's always a past history behind the reasons why they do the things that they do. So Mary isn't just waking up in the morning and saying, I want to give $20,000 of perfume to Jesus. Well, the context and the evidence for why she's doing what she's doing and why she's worshiping the way that she's worshiping is sitting right there at the table. 
And his name is, nope, his name is Lazarus. So here it is. Lazarus, Lazarus is the brother of Mary. There's a great chance, historians believe, and Lazarus is a very wealthy man. Historians believe that mom and dad has passed away, and now it's Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. They're all siblings, and Lazarus is their caretaker. If you go, you follow me, I'm with you today. If you go to John 6, you know, you can preach it for for Easter. You know what I mean? I am the resurrection and the life. Then I tell you, if you believed in me, you will live and not die. And Lazarus, because if he called everybody, everyone in the grave would have rose up. He just said Lazarus, and Lazarus got up, right? The problem was, was this in the past, is that Lazarus had died. And there's a situation where they were calling Jesus to come because he was sick. And the Bible says Jesus waited. One day, two day, three day, Lazarus dies. Jesus waited one day, two day, three day, because there was an old belief that the spirit of a person still hovered over them within three days of them dying. So Jesus waited until four days after Lazarus passed away. And he said, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Because you think it's karma. You think it's good luck. You think you're cool. You think it's your education. You think it's some kind of superstitious reason why you're so blessed. I'm going to show you that it's me who does the impossible in your life. It's me who's providing. It's me who's healing. It's me who's restoring. It's me who's moving. It's me. It's not karma. It's not the universe. It's Jesus. Even if you don't know him, he's still there. He's still blessing. He's still moving. It's Jesus. It's not the vibes. The context is at the table. And it's Lazarus. And and so, why, why a year's wages? Well, you dork. It's my church. I say what I want. It's the context. In her darkest hour, Jesus was there. When she had no hope. When when all the money was gone. When she had no answers. When she was depressed. When she was filled with darkness. When she had self-harm and suicidal ideations. When she was sick as a dog, it was Jesus. It wasn't mom. It wasn't dad. It wasn't Martha. It wasn't the job. It was, it was Jesus. When, you know, when her strength was gone, it was Jesus. So, so her anointing Jesus with nard was a form, here it is, of her above and beyond worship. There's something that the Bible teaches here. I'm going to bless your life right now because you're, you're still, you still got the same level of faith, and I pray for a breakthrough in your heart in the next two or three weeks. There, there, the Bible teaches of a free will offering. This is not the tithe. This is not something you have to do or the pastor tells you to do. This, this is an offering that you bring to the local church, to God, simply because of your gratitude. 
for everything that he's done in your life. And so, and so your, offering, your offering tells God that you value his goodness in your life. So why a whole years? Because, Judas, you don't understand. When, when I was down, when I was lost, when I was hurt, when I was in pain, when I was alone, when that person broke my heart, when I thought I was going to die, when I should have died, it was Jesus who saved me. So I'm bringing this to show him that I value life and I value the gift, the gift of life. Number two, I want to encourage you this season to value the Lord. If you're going to end the year off, you might as well value him. Place your highest value on him. Value the Lord. And, and mm, Holy Spirit, help me right now. Okay, no. All right, so Jesus would have received pay as a traveling teacher. And, and he was supported by, uh, by women and, and other men. Actually, my baby asked me this morning. He said, um, Daddy, when Jesus was on the cross, how did he get down? Jay asked me. And I'm, in, I'm like, wow, I got to preach on this guy one day. I said, Joseph of Arimathea took him down. He said, who is, who is Job? Who is, who? I said, Joseph of Arimathea was a very rich man who was a follower of Christ. And, and he took him down and he took care of his body and laid him in his own tomb. Jesus didn't need it. It was borrowed. But, but he, he, you know, and that kind of confirmed this, this series. My baby asking me that right before we left. And I was able to explain that. But Joseph of Arimathea would have given into Jesus' ministry. And Judas was taking for himself from that money bag. It's like Judas is an usher, and he's like. And you take it on to the, to the safe. That's what Judas was doing. Judas would take it to the safe. He'd write an amount on it gas checks, but he cut them short, and he'd take it a little bit. Judah's life was provided for through following Christ. That's a whole revelation within itself, <laughs> but we'll keep going. Judas, here it is, Judas was confronted with the issues of greed. In light of Mary's generosity, Judas was confronted with the issues, the issues of greed. He doesn't value Jesus. And it would drive Judas to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. It's a day's wage. So you got one person rubbing perfume on the Lord's feet with their hair, year's wage, versus someone who's about to exchange the life of Jesus for a day's wage. And, and so here it is, Matthew 26 says this, and then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priest and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. As a matter of fact, this was the wage that you would pay a slave if you had to pay a slave. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. His opportunity finally came. Mary had prepared them. They had the Last Supper. Jesus was praying in the Mount of Olives. Judas came with all of the Roman guards and the religious leaders, and he gave Jesus a kiss to identify Jesus because Jesus was, 
was so in tune with his people that you couldn't tell who Jesus was. And that's how a leader and a shepherd should be. You, you, you shouldn't be able to come into this church and tell who the, who the pastor is unless you go to the website. And so they just couldn't tell. So Jesus, Judas had to identify him with a kiss. And they knew, okay, arrest him. That's Jesus. And it says this, Judas did that, and he went away with his 30 pieces of silver. We'll skip up Matthew 27, verse 3 says this. When Judas had betrayed him, and he realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I betrayed an innocent man. And this, was, this, this is how Satan operates. I was talking to my, my son about Satan. I was, I was saying how Satan will use you. And, and then he, he, he doesn't care about, the, about you after he uses you. And it says this here, what do we care, they retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. Write this thought down. What we're not willing to give up today has the power to tear us down tomorrow. No, no, no. I want you to lean in. What we're not willing to give up today has the power to to tear us down tomorrow. Greed. And this is what God wants to set you free from as you enter into a new year and you believe that next year is going to be better. Greed has the power to destroy your life. Greed. And one of the ways that you overcome a spirit of greed is through giving. Increase your giving, decrease your greed. I had some great gentlemen with me Tuesday, and we were walking through the works of the Spirit. When, when you come to Christ, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And, and, and one of those, um, th- those, those fruit of the Spirit, a result of the work of the Spirit, is faithfulness. Giving of your time, giving of your finances, giving of your prayers, giving of your encouragement. That's when the Spirit is working in you. That's when the Spirit, one of the results of the flesh is greed. Greed, give it to me. I don't have enough anyway. I don't have nothing anyway. And so what God is doing in this season, especially through Highlight Church, is he's trying to get that greed out of you. Because if you don't, before it's too late, it's going to destroy your life. And Judas wanted to do it, but it was too late. And, And only people with a poverty mentality are greedy. kingdom mentality, a prosperous mentality, they give because they understand principles of the kingdom. When I give, God gives back. When I bless, God blesses me. When I'm generous, he provides for me. It was too late. So what is God calling you to give in this season? Is it forgiveness Don't don't go into 2021 with that unforgiveness. Is it more time? Is it your attention to the things that you should be paying attention to? Is God calling you to give up a toxic relationship? 
Give it away. Don't be greedy with it. God is, Jesus said, leave her alone. He said, I don't have a problem with this. Leave that thing alone. Give it, give it, give it away. Is it bitterness? Is it anger? What is it? What is God calling you to give in this season? What is God calling you to give on December 13th? I want you to be prayerful about that amount. If it doesn't get you kind of uncomfortable, it's not trust. It has to stretch you a little bit. What is he calling you to give on the 13th? Because it has more spiritual implications than you think. It really is a revealer of how much you trust God and how much you value the Lord. Number three, let's value legacy. Someone say legacy. Legacy. All right, legacy is a gift of money set aside for the next generation. That's what a legacy is. And um, I I remember it was 2015. We were in Winter Park, Florida. We're going to go ahead and close it out. Is this a good word so far? Y'all okay? Come on, put your hands together. We're going to close this thing out. All right. And uh, we were in Winter Park, Florida, and we were having lunch with Pastor Chow and Krizia, in which we're going to be praying for them. They were on their way home uh, yesterday from Ohio, and um, about what, a couple hours into their drive, their car stopped. And so um, they're safe right now. They're, they're in Ohio and trying to get their car fixed. And so if you can, reach out to them and let them know you love them and you're praying for them and just check on them. That could be pretty scary, man. And so, um, but we were, we were at lunch, and um, I had transitioned from my previous church, and I had preached a sermon at this other church, and Pastor Child was there, and he came up to me after that message, and he said, um, I, I got to talk to my wife, and I, I got something that uh, I want to give you, and um, I, w- I want to invest into what the Lord is doing. This is in 2015. And um, we didn't even know we were going to move to Maryland yet. It was, I was just transitioning out. And I said, okay, let's, whatever you got to do, let's catch lunch. And, and so him and Krizia came, and uh, we sat down, and they, they brought their dog, Mia. Mia is huge. Love Mia. She's awesome. And we ate lunch, and at the end of lunch, they, sl- they slid an, an envelope across the table. <laughs> And at the time, we had a couple hundred dollars in the checking account as a church. We had just gotten started with our 501c3 process for nonprofit and all that with the IRS. It slid an envelope. And we took it. We said, thank you so much. We got in the car. And uh, we opened that envelope. And uh, the amount was seven times more than the amount of money that we had in the bank account. To, to, to start Highlight Church. And um, I don't even know if they understood the impact that that had. But I want to encourage you that your generosity impacts the next generation of believers. And um, so as you're preparing in two weeks to give, understand that, that you are now sitting on seats You are in relationships. You're in a place that for many years now, so many people have sacrificially given so that you could 
have a community or a place where you could meet and encounter God. Mary is at her lowest level, pouring out her heart and her resource to Jesus. She's preparing him for his death. And we all know that the Bible teaches that he died for you and I. So she was, she was valuing legacy. And, and this is why Jesus said, leave her alone. Because she's preparing me for billions and billions and billions of souls who's going to be made right with God because of the sacrifice that I'm making on the cross. Leave her alone. And so as you're contemplating and you're thinking about December 13th, Jesus is telling Satan, leave them alone. Because he's going to say, that's a lot. Leave them alone. There are other people out there who need to know my son. There are other people out there who need to be fed. Other kids out there who need to know the love of God. Come on, put our hands together for this. Leave her alone. I I came to die. I came to die. So think about future salvations. These baptisms that have happened. We've had the most baptisms in this year alone, you know, put together than any previous previous years. Think about those bad. Think about your online family, people like Francesca, who came way from Florida up here to be baptized. She met Jesus Christ at Highlight Church online, and she was baptized. Think about the community that you've built. We, we've had marriages formed in this church. We've had people who have had problems getting pregnant. And we pray, and and they conceive a few months later. You may not know about this. We need to do a better job of telling these stories. We have people who never thought they would be leaders, who are leading teams all throughout this church. And now they're leading in their workplace, and they're changing the world. Think about future generations. Think about the next location we're going to launch. Come on, come on, come on. Put your hands together for that. Got a dream, 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 dream. We're big people. We're not small. We were riding in Rockville yesterday off Rockville Pike, turning into Target. And um, one of the old furniture stores is empty. And and it hit you. It hit me, too. We didn't even, you you just looked on over. And we was driving. Oh, oh, ooh. Ooh. Second location. There are families in that city. Jesus said, leave her alone. Don't. Ah. All right, all right, so, so just, just prepare your hearts, just prepare your hearts. But most importantly, most importantly, if you don't know Christ in here, I just want to invite you into a relationship with him. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you with an unfailing love, and he sent his son for you so that he could be in relationship with you. Everyone, let's bow our heads. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray. Today you can be made new and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. He loves you with an unfailing love. And if you don't have a relationship with God, I just want to invite you into that. It's easy, really. Just put trust in Christ. Pray this prayer along with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And I believe that he died on the cross for my sin. 
I thank you, Lord, for that sacrifice. Lord, I believe that you also rose from the grave. And that because you live, I'll never die. So, God, I thank you for the blood that was shed. And I ask for the gift of your spirit in my heart. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together. Come on. Love you guys.